When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Hey, Dustin Hawkinsmith here from Penn Live with your Blue White Breakdown Post Maryland Edition. Penn State back in the win column, 31-14. They take this one a little closer than some might have expected, but in the end, Penn State did cover that 10.5-point spread with a Jair Brown 87-yard pick six late in the fourth quarter to wrap this one up. Penn State 6-3 now, 3-3 in the Big Ten Conference. Maryland 5-4, and and they fall to 2-4 in the Big Ten this edition of the Blue White Breakdown, we will look at the Penn State offense, and we'll be back a little bit later here on Monday with a look at the Penn State defense and how they performed in this matchup. Certainly, if you're looking at the Penn State offense, you're going to start with Jahan Dotson, a record-setting day, playing that wide receiver position, 11 catches, 242 yards, and three touchdowns. The story of the game for either side, I think, in this game, he was unstoppable, Really slick, smooth routes that freed him up for some big plays. That set a new program record with 242 receiving yards. The previous high was 216. That was by Deion Butler back in 2006. First touchdown of the game came in the first quarter. He turned safety Nick Cross inside out on a fake slant, moved upfield, had a huge amount of cushion that afforded Sean Clifford the opportunity to underthrow him a little bit. His second score of the game capped a 95-yard touchdown drive. A little high, made a nice catch on a Sean Clifford pass. And then a third touchdown, maybe the most impressive of all, coming in the second half. Uh, Another instance where he faked a slow-progressing route. Maryland lost track of him for a moment. Sean Clifford connected with him, and he did the rest. Turned on the Jets for an 86-yard touchdown. Jahan Dotson... You know, really in that conversation now among the best wide receivers in the history of Penn State's program. Impossible to differentiate some of these players, but you're looking at some, even some of the guys under James Franklin, uh, Chris Godwin and KJ Hamler, Deshaun Hamilton, who is currently the, the all-time leader with 214 career receptions, Allen Robinson in that mix, Bobby Engram, the all-time leader in receiving yardage with 3,026. He averaged over 18 yards per catch in his career. Jahan Dotson is up now to 2,507 receiving yards. And remember, his breakout performance came last season in a year that was shortened by COVID. Penn State did not play in a bowl game. They played in nine games. So his uh, his his career work so far has been limited just by some some things that are well beyond his control Still as many as four games left for him in the 2021 season, so a lot of work left to be done. You saw him in this game, and fortunately for Jahan Dotson, Penn State didn't have a whole lot else going in this contest. Sean Clifford, 11 out of 15 for 242 yards, targeting Jahan Dotson. 
He was 16 out of 32 for 121 yards and no touchdowns when he targeted anyone else in this Penn State offense. Jahan Dotson, his best performance so far, kind of uh, establishing that four games left of him. Got to appreciate uh, what he's been able to do for this Penn State offense. The running game, another game where they're not quite establishing what they want to establish in this one. Uh, they, they did flash occasionally. Noah Kane had a few nice runs. He was, uh, he, he caught four passes for 28 yards out of the backfield. He looked a little bit more like himself in this game than he had really at any point previously. So that offers some hope that he can get a little bit of life back in his legs, a little bit of spring back and make some contributions down the stretch of the season here. Penn state for the game, 33 carries for 93 yards, averaging 2.8 yards per carry. Kind of the story of the season so far, but you hope that between Noah Kane, what he was able to do, and Kevon Lee also showed some bursts. He finished with eight catches, eight, eight carries for 50 yards, including a 15-yarder that looked like maybe he just makes another man miss, and he's off to the races. He brings that explosive dynamic to the Penn State attack that I think they've been missing for most of the season. Uh, looking back at the passing game in this one, few notes uh, worth pointing out here. One, beyond John Dodson, Parker Washington and Keandre Lambert-Smith have both had outstanding moments so far in the 2021 season. But the game against Maryland was not one of those moments, I think, for either of these players. Parker Washington, two catches on eight targets. Keandre Lambert-Smith, two catches on five targets. Couple drops between them. Just didn't make the plays that Penn State, I think, needs to make when you do line up against some of these tougher opponents. Uh, another note here, Malik Mega, uh, the redshirt freshman wide receiver, got a little bit of early run in this game and made the first catch of his career. He's a physical freak if you ask anybody around the Penn State football program, but he just ha- hadn't stayed healthy for much of the early part of 2021. But it's been pretty clear through conversations with James Franklin and some of these other players in the Penn State program that Malik Mega is a player with a high upside. He's got length. He's got power. He's got speed. It's just a matter of putting it all together for him and uh, and, and developing in a way where he's going to be able to contribute on a consistent basis the rest of the way. The Penn State passing attack, very much heavy on Jahan Dotson, dependent upon him in this game. And Maryland, you know, a couple times where they lost track of him, and it kind of begs the question, why were they not doing more with him? They were stuck in a few situations where they had to play him straight up, and Jahan Dotson's got such a special skill set in those situations. And one of the things that you're looking at as we're we're thinking about the NFL and we're thinking about his legacy at Penn State is what – He does well as a football player. And you see him at 5'11", about 185 pounds, doesn't really jump off the stat sheet in that regard. Um, He's much, much faster than it appears that that he looks on on the field. I think you're going to see him when time comes at the NFL Combine, probably running a sub 4'4", which will go do a lot for him when it comes to his NFL stock. Uh, That speed, that quickness. But I think the one thing that really separates him from a lot of wide receivers is his route running, his recognition in those situations, but uh, really just being able to get in and out of his breaks without losing any speed whatsoever. So making guys jump as he did with Nick Cross in this Maryland game, making guys jump on his route and, and selling it without losing any speed. And before you know it, he is deep behind you 
and there's not a whole lot you can do from there. So Jahan Dawson will certainly go down as one of the best players that, that Penn State has had under James Franklin, one of the best wide receivers in Penn State history, you know, going to join that that group of, of guys at the NFL level, Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin at the, at the top of that list, K.J. Hamler as the second-round pick, uh, as a player who should have a really nice, really long professional career. And uh, he's done a lot of good work at Penn State, particularly this season. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Uh, third down offense was another good storyline, I think, to watch for the second week in a row. That was a strength for Penn State. You know, they had been on the on the low end of the 30% range when it came to third down conversions, which probably ties into uh, all the things that they have struggled to do for the, for the entire season, establishing the run game, for example. They've been in, in third and longs. They've been in second and longs. They've been behind schedule uh, on offense, and that's been sort of the running theme that they've been able to make up for a lot of that once Sean Clifford's been healthy. But then you saw against Iowa and against Illinois, the two losses back-to-back that uh, without a healthy Sean Clifford, they just haven't been able to establish too much outside of that. But in this game, 10 out of 18 on third down conversions. Uh, really big key for them, I think, in this game to, to pull away late from Maryland, which, you know, this Terrapins offense has some explosiveness to it. Uh, you knew that they were going to make some plays in the passing game. You just were, were hoping this Penn State defense, which we will touch on on, on a separate episode of uh, the Blue-White Breakdown, but uh, the offense held up their end of the bargain in this game. 10 out of 18 on third down is a very big deal if they're able to kind of sustain that moving forward. And once again, they're 10 out of 18 on third down without getting too much consistency in the ground game. I think you had some some really nice, successful run plays called on first downs that helped in this third down process, helped get uh, Penn State ahead of schedule a little bit. But as the run game, you know, Penn State hopes progresses throughout the year, uh, they should continue to get better on third down as well. Uh, one thing that came up late in the first half, James Franklin was asked about it after the game, just clock management in this situation. I don't think anybody would really ever say that this has been a strength of James Franklin's going back to his time here since he arrived in 2014. And then this one, just a curious situation. They get the ball with a minute 15 left in the first half. They go a five-yard run by John Levitt on first down. Not a lot of urgency from there. Then another run for a first down. Uh, so the, here they are with first down. They're in their own territory. They're caught in between trying to not leave too much time for Maryland, but at the same time feeling out whether they should press the gas on their own drive to put points on the board. They get an incomplete pass. They go back to the run game, allow the clock to run, and they end up at a point where there's three seconds left and they find themselves at the 50-yard line with, with three timeouts, so they call timeout there. The idea being at that point, James Franklin said after the game, was to determine whether they should or shouldn't take a shot at the end zone with those three seconds on the board. So they call timeout, they talk that over, and they end up kneeling on the football at midfield uh, with Maryland set to get the ball to start the second half. 
uh, I understood where James Franklin was coming from and trying to manage the situation and be smart about the risk that they were taking and feeling out whether they were able to get much going on that drive or not. I don't think they, they could have taken that to the bank. Their offense wasn't playing at a super high level in the first half, so I think they were, they were looking to feel that out. James Franklin ended up getting caught in between managing the clock, being aggressive and trying to put points up, and being smart and not allowing Maryland any opportunities because he has a lot of respect for Talia Tungavailoa and that Maryland offense to be able to drive the field and put points on the board if you make a mistake in that situation. So James Franklin played it very, very conservative and then didn't really put on the the, the thrusters and, and turn that into attack mode, and that was the end result. Ended up looking worse because they're at midfield there and end up kneeling on, on the ball. Didn't end up costing them in the long run, but I think you would like to see Penn State in that situation. Yes, feel it out, but you get that first down, and let's try to be a little bit more aggressive uh, with your play calling, a little bit more urgent when it comes to getting to the line of scrimmage and not let too many of those seconds tick away. Might have ended up with three points or seven points in that situation. Another thing I want to touch on really quick is the Tyler Warren Wildcat package. Uh, He's Penn State's third tight end, but they've used him a lot of times, uh, most games this season, as a Wildcat quarterback in um, short yardage situations. So Tyler Warren gets his number called. It's a fourth and one in Maryland territory. Came up short, just didn't block it well. Not much of a chance there for Tyler Warren, which I think is the story of that Tyler Warren Wildcat package. It looks really good. They had some success with it when they first used it. But I think they've been chasing that success and they've been unable to find it um, ever since they ever since then, early in the season. Uh, but Penn State does improve to six and three. They did go 27 out of 47 in the past game for 363 yards against Maryland. 242 of those yards by Jahan Dotson. Sean Clifford averaged 13.4 yards per attempt. Ended up outgaining Maryland 456 to 419. 5.7 yards per play. They capitalized on a couple Maryland mistakes, a fumble and an interception to, to get back on track. And this was another game where you saw Sean Clifford looking healthy and looking like himself again, which if that is the case, then all bets are off, I think, the rest of the way. They've got Michigan and Michigan State. Michigan this weekend, noon kickoff at Beaver Stadium. They open the week, Penn State does, as a one-point favorite. So that kind of is telling about how Vegas sees this Michigan team and how they might be seeing this Penn State team, especially on their home field, being able to um, to get another big win and really close this season out on a high note. So there you go. Penn State, a 31-14 winner over Maryland. Uh, the offense, same stories for better or worse. Jahan Dotson, a big day. Sean Clifford did what he had to do to win. Still looking for some answers in that ground game. But I think any Penn State fan would tell you that it's easier to look for answers coming off a win and snapping that three-game losing streak. I'm Dustin Hawkinsmith. This has been the Blue-White Breakdown looking back at Penn State, Maryland on the offensive side of the ball. We'll be back a little bit later on Monday looking at Penn State's defense and how they performed in that 31-14 win over Maryland. We'll see you next time on the Blue-White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient 
or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey.